0: Welcome back to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My name is Sean Dyckoff and I'm your host. And my aim for this show is to help you improve your best asset on the golf course, which is of course your body. So you can drive the ball further, get fitter and shoot lower scores. Now, in today's episode, I'm gonna talk about a couple of different questions which have come up pretty regularly or uh, people who've commented on my posts on Instagram and social media um, and they've asked this particular question uh, or these particular questions. So um, the first one was centered around um, programming weights, sets, and reps for particular exercises that I've been posting, which is a, a really common question that I get. Uh, and the other one was for um Increasing the length of a backswing. So somebody was looking to in- incorporate specific exercises or to learn what would be best for them in order to increase the length of a backswing. So, um, essentially the first, uh, so the first question, the um, the sets and reps and all that that type of stuff, um, the the fundamentals to a, a workout which is going to improve your golf. Uh, looking at sets, reps, structure. Um, the stimulus we're imposing on the body and what we're looking to get from it is we need to look at what we're rewarded for in the sport of golf. And that is not having an elite level of cardio fitness. It is more centered around being flexible, mobile, having decent stamina to walk the course for whatever amount of time it, it, it's required for us to uh, play the game, uh, whether it's a one-day, three-day or four-day tournament, um, multiple weeks or just week-on-week week, uh, you know, throughout the year. And uh, then we need to look at uh, strength, power, and speed. So what, of, what elements out of those are, are going to help us on the course the most? Uh, then from there, we can do an, a bit of an assessment to see what areas we're really good in and what areas we are lacking in. And for most people that I work with, it's more centered around flexibility, mobility, strength, power, and speed that they are lacking because the level of golf, at which uh, they are playing doesn't require them to work, uh, walk any more than just one round of golf at a time, which they regularly do week on week. Um, you know, they move around during the week, they train during the week, um, and it's going to allow them enough cardio fitness in order to um, perform well in their golf game. And just on that, j- just improving your cardio is not going to be the only thing that helps improve cardio essentially so if we build the body up to being able to perform more sets and reps of particular exercises involving our legs upper body um and and different aspects or different areas of the body then it's actually going to make it easier to walk the course because if we're stronger each step takes less effort and if each step is taking less effort then obviously it's less effort to walk the total distance required around the golf course and it's when we're doing sets and reps of particular exercises uh, in a strength setting, uh, we are also incorporating uh, rest elements as well. So it's like work, rest, work, rest, work, rest, which in of itself is actually a form of cardio training because your body's trying to bring the heart rate down after doing a certain amount of reps. Uh, and then so you're recovering and then your recovery time between each of those little bouts becomes less and less um, with the weight that you're using so that's why we need to increase the weight or the sets or the reps or or the volume whatever it might be um, to in order to create more of a a stimulus for the body to adapt to and to get fitter and stronger and, and better so Uh, that's my little take on on cardio for golf. Now, I'm not saying uh, someone shouldn't do it, uh, but in general, most people who come to me and want to work on their game, they're going to get much, much more bang for buck by going for the strength and mobility, flexibility uh, route and and speed and power. And then if that's all looking really good and they've sort of maxed out their capabilities, it's a matter of let's add in some cardio elements. Or um, if they've got day's, off from their training and they want to just do a certain amount of days in the gym and then they want to walk the course a couple of days and then they want to do one cardio day per week then obviously we can talk about you know programming a cardio session for them each week but it's a lower priority for golfers uh, in terms of improving their game now in terms of and i've talked about this previously on on other episodes of the podcast and and with other people who've interviewed me on their podcasts, and essentially the thing that we want to look at in terms of uh programming sets and reps and weights and things like that uh the basics uh, the really basic uh level of programming is if we look at three to five sets of three to five reps of a particular exercise whether it's squatting deadlifting bench pressing um whatever it might be that is going to be fitting into the strength range and that or the the strength uh stimulus of the body because we can put a heavy weight on there Uh, we're lifting it for a small amount of reps but it's going to make us stronger because we're lifting it for um, those sets and reps when we go higher and we start looking from 8 to 12 or 15 to 15 and 20 reps so anywhere from that sort of range uh, that's what we're looking at uh, in terms of hypertrophy training which is where we're uh, trying to increase muscle mass and size and that is also really good for beginners when they're starting out because when you are doing a new exercise or are being introduced to a new routine or, or um, elements of training, it's always really good to do more reps of it and we can decrease the weight that we're lifting so it decreases our risk of injury uh, and it just increases the amount of practice we're getting at a particular movement which if we look at um, the golf swing we need practice at repetition of a particular range of motion for the body um, which I feel that the hypertrophy training actually does a really good job of. Um, Then if we look into how many uh, reps we want to do it doesn't matter if you're going for 15 or 8 reps um, it, it can be really good to change it up if you've been doing it for a really long time uh, to do you know sets of 15 instead of um, sets of eight. I actually have a client who's doing that at the moment um, and he's noticing that he's getting quite sore from it uh, because he has always done like eight to 10 or 12 reps. So we've increased the... Um, increase the volume that he's doing and keeping the weight pretty similar similar uh, to what he'd done before. And it's just increasing the stress on the body and he's getting some adaptations and, and making some gains uh, because of the the extra volume that we've added and that's just a a pure fact of him having trained a lot before Um, so he's needing to to increase the amount of stimulus imposed or um, volume imposed on the body in order to create the change and and whatnot if you're a beginner starting out obviously that can be less and less sets less reps uh, and we're still going to get that change because it's a new uh, stimulus for the body. Now. Uh, if we're looking to increase mobility. uh, So with mobility, I find, and flexibility, it's really a consistency and frequency uh, type thing. So uh, for most of it, or nearly every single one of my clients will do some form of daily mobility as part of a training program that I build out for them. And it's literally targeting, based on the results that we get from a mobility screening, it's targeting those areas which show up as red flags, so things which are really limiting um, maybe their backswing length, or it's bringing upon a swing fault or a certain swing characteristic that they uh, just can't seem to train out or just don't have the mobility to remove from their swing because they just don't have the flexibility or mobility required to do it um and also it's to undo a lot of the things that they do day to day so a lot of my clients um you know along with a lot of the rest, rest of the western world uh the people are sitting and that sitting just introduces a bit of uh forward inclination of the spine or, or rounding hunching of the back um so we find that thoracic extension type exercises thoracic rotation uh, are really limited when they're doing their mobility tests so Incorporating some stuff each day to undo some of that sitting that they're doing, just so they're not going backwards with it. They might not be going too far forwards, but at least it's undoing a little bit of the work that they or a little bit of the time that they spend each and every day in those positions. Uh, excellent. And then, uh, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, general recommendations. So, if you are, if you are someone who has been um you know doing i was talking to a guy this morning in the dms uh, about his training and he said he's doing a mixture of um, crossfit calisthenics and weightlifting to build muscle now while it's really good that he's you know doing a a very broad amount of training his goals were um, speed and flexibility now i can tell you right now that doing all of those things. He's not doing enough volume of one of those particular things in order to get better with speed or with flexibility because what I know about CrossFit workouts and what I've talked to him about is... He's doing higher volume sets and reps of particular movements and longer like Metcon, metabolic conditioning type workouts as they're called in CrossFit. And this is not going to help with speed. Uh, it's also not going to help with flexibility. Um, so for him, like I've offered a bit of, um, you know, support and and uh, just thrown out an offer of um, having a, a discussion with him to talk a bit more about his goals and, and where he wants to go. But in a... In a uh, position that he is in where he's trying to increase or get better with a particular part of his um training or or want a certain adaptation from his training um he's just going down the wrong way uh so if he was to for example um go away from you know chasing three rabbits essentially and just to chasing one which was um the flexibility each day and speed each day then I'm sure the gains that he makes in each of those two areas is going to be significantly better than what he's currently doing. So uh, I just need to have a bit more of a conversation with this guy about that. Um, but if you find that you're doing that in your training, and you know you've got all these different goals, and you don't know which one should be the priority, and don't know sort of where you're headed with it. Um, Please in the in the show notes there's a link to my coaching application form. Please fill that out um, and let's start a discussion. Um, even if I just offer you a little bit of advice and, and that's plenty for you, that's fine. Um, but let's just at least talk about it um, and see if that it's something that I'd be able to support and help you with. Um, cool. So I think that um, that should wrap up and, and help a little bit with the, um, the sets and the reps and. Um, You know getting started with golf fitness and and just some things to consider for um someone you know who who doesn't have any idea or um you know asking about that stuff on instagram uh the next uh topic that i wanted to discuss or the next question that i've had that i wanted to discuss was the um the length of your backswing now this is a this one can be a really big rabbit hole for people to dive down and um a lot of people will um just look at it and they'll go cool like um they, they won't do an assessment of their body and they won't work out what particular area of their body um you know is holding them up in terms of uh, getting all the way back they'll just think it's something up in the top of their body that's holding them back and so so many times i've actually found with people that um are limited in the uh the depth of their backswing and it's not the fact that they can't uh, get their you know wrists turning over they can't get their shoulders and thoracic and um, a good external rotation of their their right shoulder as a right hander it's the fact that they have really poor uh, hip mobility and they have a rounded posture and by addressing those two particular things addressing the fact that they don't have any thoracic extension it's all it's all very flex spine or rounded spine a c-spine it's called um, so if we can start to undo that that immediately opens up a little more rotation in the body because if you um, if you want to test this, um, just as you're standing there, or you know, next time you stand up on the golf course uh, and try and hit a ball, try it in a really rounded over posture, and you can't physically rotate very far. And then again, try it with a really extended spine. So stick your butt out and try and arch your back. Uh, as much as you can and then try and get a lot of rotation in it and i guarantee you you're not going to get anywhere near as much rotation at either end of the spectrum like that as you would if you had a neutral spine so if you're just standing there and then literally just hinged forward at the hips and then did a rotation you would get a significantly greater amount of rotation in the body uh, which would improve the length of your backswing um, just by having that different posture um, but the so the the way that I like to break down or think about how um, or, or show to someone how they can be limited in their backswing is to look at different elements, and I sort of picked this up from um, fault finding in helicopters when I used to be uh, an aviation maintenance engineer, and it's what's called the half split rule. So. I like to split complex systems up into different parts or if it can be split in half, it can be split in half. Uh, Obviously we start in the middle and then we know whether it's at one end or the other end of the um, spectrum. Um, whereas for the golf swing I like to start from the ground up or from the top down so obviously we're starting at one side and we're just going towards the other Um, and I have a bit of a better idea of which side to start on based on previous tests or previous um, movements in a screening um, and then working my way down that um, path or that from that angle so what I'm talking about here is Uh, Obviously, if we're limited in our hip rotation or pelvic tilt and rotation, then that's going to put more emphasis on the thoracic and the shoulders having to do more work during the backswing. And if they they don't exceed the demands of the golf swing, so the shoulders and the thoracic don't have excess mobility, uh, which is more than what's required in the golf swing, then we're going to start to see... Um, a blockage at some point so the hips will stop turning before they you know should then our thoracic will reach a point where it just can't turn any further not to say the thoracic mobility is not good but just the fact of it's trying to it has to do more because it's being leaned on because the hips are tighter Uh, and then the shoulders uh, rotating and the wrists um, flexing and and moving Um, they just are Put under more, there's more demand for them to do more than what they are normally required to do, and it literally stems from the hips being the thing that was tight. Um, this can also happen from the top down, so the hips can be good, thoracic can be good, but the shoulders just aren't turning, uh, which then will lead to maybe someone losing posture, so maybe leaning forwards in order just to get the club around further, or or maybe standing up a bit tall as they finish their backswing, so flattening their shoulder plane out. Um, So these things can all happen not because of, you know, that particular spot being the the tight part or the the part that's limited in mobility or flexibility or movement, whatever it might be. Um, It's literally because something at the bottom of the chain um, led all the way up to that being the cause uh, or led all the way up to the the actual fault or um, thing which is going on in your swing. So um, the best way to... Uh, to figure that out is to to literally have a TPI screening. I I believe that they are the best um, screens to be performing currently based on the data and the amount of really good and average golfers that... Um, TPI work with and has trainers like me out there who are doing um, you know all these screenings and inputting data into the app, which is then building an even better um, amount or resource um, behind it um, to you know diagnose different swing faults and, and different bits and pieces. Um, so that's that's the number one step is to do that um, because if you've got someone who with a trained eye who's done you know hundreds of them, like I've I've done hundreds and hundreds of them now um i can just see what it what is going on when somebody performs all these different um you know tests and and it, the, every single screening i do um i was just doing one uh with a a new client um yesterday uh, his name's john uh, and he so everything that i was saying to him um you know he blocks the ball or he hits a nice tight draw or on days where he's off he just hits a big block or a big duck hook um you know talking about early extension in his swing and he was just nodding the whole time just saying yes you're just describing every single thing that i do on the course Uh, and then we can discuss obviously a plan to get him out of that um in terms of you know for him it was um thoracic mobility mainly um but you know at least we have a bit of a pathway forwards because we know what the shot shape is what's causing it what exercises we can do to make it move better test it after a little while did we get some feedback was it in a positive way a negative way um let's move forward so um the length of a backswing is not just always um you know just the thing that it looks like it is uh, essentially a bit of a deeper dive and to have somebody look at it who uh, has a bit more of an idea about it uh, is going to be very very helpful now um, that's what i want to leave you with today i want to keep this episode uh, fairly short um, so that you can listen to it in one sitting um, before I jump off, um, two quick things. The first one is um, if this has piqued your interest in working with me uh, or you would just like to know more information, um, there's two ways that you can contact me. One is via Instagram and my Instagram name is at Sean, S-H-A-U-N dot D-I-A-C-H-K-O-F-F. Um, I'll actually put a link to my Instagram in the show notes. Um, The other way that you can get in touch, if you're interested in talking about coaching and me supporting you in your golf fitness journey uh, and improving the best asset that you have on the golf course, which obviously is your body, um, then you can just submit a coaching application. I'll be straight back in touch with you and... Um, I actually currently have, uh, I did have three, but I've actually got two more spots um, left at the end of this month um, due to clients finishing up um, their programs with me. Um, So if you're interested in taking up one of those two spots that I have remaining, um, then just reach out on there. Uh, Then the second thing, guys, is um, obviously to help this show grow, I need your help and support. So if you listen, you got some value from it, um, please leave a rating or review on Instagram, uh, not on Instagram, um, on Spotify or on iTunes iTunes, um, or if uh, you want to be a super fan of the show, um, then you can screenshot and share it on your personal Instagram and tag me. Uh, and I'll also share it as well, just to help get the show out into more ears around the world and, and get more people focusing on you know, the, the best asset that they have on the golf course, because um, that's the message that I want to push out to everybody. And you, being a listener of this show, uh, obviously understand that um, your body is the best asset on the course. Until next week, guys, uh, hit them straight, train hard, and I'll talk to you next week.